And the doctors come into me and said, Nick, your heart failure numbers have doubled in the last two weeks. We know that you got a big tournament coming up, first one of the year. You won't make it. You're going to die. And this is Changing the Narrative. I'm your host, David Reeves. I'm joined in studio today with Nick Harp, a good friend uh, who is a pro archer. Uh, he has in an incredible story. We've had him on the program before, but I tell you, it's just it's just always great to get an update from Nick. So welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, David. It's great to be back. So. It, it is good to have you back. You've been uh, on the road all day. Yeah, um, so uh, we, we had church service this morning and a uh, little birthday lunch with my dad, and then nine hours later, we're here, so uh, it's about midnight your time. So. Yep, yep. We, are, we are now currently filming this uh, at uh, about five till midnight. Yeah. So it's been a little bit of a long day. But it's it's been good. a long day for me as well, yeah. but uh, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, lots happened since last time we had you on the program. You know, it's uh, it's been a wild ride this past year. Yeah. So, um, you know, the the archery was taken off. God is blessing us in so many ways with the ministry. Uh, in January, um, we got blessed with a motorhome that we've been praying for for five years. Uh, so you've been talking to me about this for for quite a while now. Yeah. And you're like. It sure would be helpful if we had some type of a motorhome. We're spending so much on hotels. We're not able to be as effective in ministry as we could be. And to, to just take that off of our plate would be so great. Someday, someday. Yeah. And all of a sudden. That day happened. Okay. Uh, so I was having coffee at one of my favorite little coffee shops. I stop at this little Amish cafe. Uh -huh. And I stop in there and I run into this pastor that had just retired. Uh, we're friends on Facebook, met each other in person a couple times, and uh, I just went up to congratulate him on his retirement after 40 years in ministry, and, and he goes, well, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just having a cup of coffee. He goes, well, we're getting ready to have a Bible study. He goes, would you join us? I said, oh, I'd love to. <laughs> you know, so we sat for a couple hours, and I started sharing about our ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, with all that traveling, he goes, you got a camper, an RV or something? I said, no, we just kind of live out of a suitcase in hotel rooms, you know? He goes, ain't that a little tough on the family? I said, yeah, a little bit, you know, but we make it work. And I left it at that. Well, two weeks later, he calls me up and says, hey, do you got a moment to talk? I said, yeah, sure. And um, he goes, well, he goes, after we met the other day, he goes, I got to tell you a little backstory. He goes, uh, a year ago, my wife and I knew that we were going to retire and, and we wanted to start traveling. So we asked all our friends about where's the best place to buy an RV. Everyone said Florida. So... We flew down to Tampa, Florida and bought this RV, drove it back to Michigan. He goes, wow. a week later, my wife finds one that she likes a little bit better that has a, a couple other amenities to it. And she goes, what about an upgrade? Uh-huh. And he goes, well, we hadn't even went anywhere in the first one yet. <laughs> and, uh, but she talked him into it. And so he goes, now I got a problem. He goes, I got two RVs sitting in my driveway. Wow. And uh, he goes, well, that being said, he goes, after we met, he goes, God spoke to me that we were to donate that other RV to you. Oh, wow. And I'm like, whoa. And he goes, is that something that you think you could use for your ministry? Yeah. I said, have you read one of our newsletters? <laughs> and, he, and he goes, no. And I said, well, let me send this over to you. And I'm on the phone. I sent him a copy. I said, yeah. read the last page under prayer request. 
it says class a diesel pusher you know large enough to fit our family yeah I said, do you mind if I ask you what kind it is? And he goes, well, it's a 36-foot class A diesel pusher. I'm like, <laughs> and he goes, isn't God good? Yeah. And I said, yes, all the time. Wow. And so, you know, God laid on my heart early on this year that it was going to be a big year for ministry and a lot of big things were going to happen. Yeah. But with big things happening, big trials can come along the way. That's yeah, so true. And so... Um, Last year, and, and I'm getting ready to compete at the ASA Classic and the IBO World's coming up. You know, that's that's what I'm on the road for right now. Mm-hmm. And last year I was at the IBO World's in July, uh, August, and I was shooting and I was doing very, very well. Okay. I was like, finally, I'm, I'm putting everything together. It might be that weekend where we get the, the big, you know, happy Gilmore paychecks, you know, uh-huh. uh, the ones that everybody, you know, always dreams of. And uh, I was shooting the best round I had ever. Yeah. Until about two targets to go on the first day. Uh-huh. Um, I had a, a dizzy spell um, and my vision blurred up. And then I shot two fives and finished my day dropping 10 points at the end. I'm like... Huh. And I and I struggled to get off the top of the mountain. Yeah. I went back to my hotel room and and uh, one of the pro archers I was shooting with um, went up to my wife and says, "You go check on your husband. He's he's not good." Yeah. And she calls me up. She goes, "What's wrong?" I said, "I just I'm feeling off." And I, I didn't know what was going on at the time, but I pushed through it like I always do with many things. <laughs> I went out and shot my round the next day, still feeling off, but I, I was able to push through it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I finished my season. Um, unfortunately, with the dizzy spells, I dropped a few more points and ended up not winning the tournament. Yeah. And so uh, I went home and started hunting. And um, during hunting season, my dad, we almost lost him. Uh, he, he had a heart failure, double bypass that he had. So I was actually in hunting camp when I got the phone call one night and, and rushed home. Uh, to meet the ambulance there and uh, thankfully he's still with us okay uh, but he's had a rough road a lot of surgeries and uh, so that kind of took the wind out of my sail during hunting season for a while yeah um, but the Lord still blessed me with a beautiful buck uh, when I was able to get back in the woods yeah. and uh, but I started realizing every time I went hunting that my energy level kept fading and I was still having kind of those dizzy spells and, and I knew something was going on right but I was also trying to take care of my dad and my mom. And so I kind of ignored those things. Yeah. Um, a couple of days before Christmas, my wife shoots a beautiful big doe and <laughs> and uh, and I threw it in the back of the truck. And when I did, I had an instant sharp pain in my chest. Oh no. And um, I said, wow. And, uh, and, I, and I fought to get through that. And I pretty much stopped hunting after that. Went out very little um, and started feeling pretty rough each day. Uh, but I was also still trying to take care of my dad at home and I was pushing things off and it was right before Christmas. I said, I don't want to go to the hospital during this time of year and do this to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we fast forward to January. I have my yearly test because as we've shared in the past, I had a heart failure in 2018. Yes. They, they had to keep an eye on it every year. Now, um, they told me then when I lost all my electrical system, Nick, you have an aneurysm. Yeah. And you have a bad valve, and it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when that we will have to replace that. Which is, I mean, it's all that's always weighing on you. You're like, well, yeah, yeah, but hopefully not this year. Hopefully yeah. not this year. And that's where I was like, all right. And, and I knew with the symptoms I was having, um, I, I pushed them up because my yearly test was coming up. I said, I'll just wait until then. 
And uh, so I went and met with my surgeon. I had my cardiologist did an echo on me and, and he said, something doesn't look right. And uh, he goes, I think we need to look deeper into this. And then I met with a surgeon and they did a CAT scan and, and that was result day. I went into his office and he goes, how you been feeling lately? Uh-huh. I said, well, I got moments. Yeah. And, uh, and he goes, Nick, he goes, I'm just going to be blunt with you. He goes, we got to operate. Oh, no. He goes, in the last six months, your aneurysm has rapidly grown. Your valve has rapidly grown. Uh, it's getting ready to break off your heart. Mm, mm. Uh, basically, I, I was a ticking time bomb at that moment. Right. And um, he goes, we got we got to just get this taken care of. And I said, okay. I said, like, when? And he goes, like, now would be ideal. Wow. I said, uh, not for me. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, here we are, January, and, and uh-huh. I'm a pastor, but I'm also a professional archer. Yes. You know, and I said, Doc, I said, my season's just getting ready to start. Uh-huh. This is <laughs> this is literally where all our income comes in. Yeah. You know, provides for my family. I said, there's big responsibilities. There's people that need to hear about Jesus. Yep. I got big responsibilities of also shooting for these companies That's that I got to right. represent. And uh, and he goes, well, when does your season end? And I said, middle of August. I said, can we wait till then? And he goes, Oof. he goes, it's your call. And he goes, um, but if we, t- if we do, or if you, he goes, if your blood pressure rises at all, yeah. or you get any chest pains at all, you got to get to the nearest ER and it's going to be emergency. And yes. And, and he goes, wherever you're at in the country, he goes, it could be bad. Uh huh. I said, all right. I said, well, plan it for mid August. Okay. And I said, but if I have any symptoms, I'll, I'll come in sooner. And I left his office and instantly I was under conviction for saying that. Uh-huh. But I was, I was scared. Well, who would not be? Who wouldn't be? I mean, you're trying to, you're in this situation where you're trying to weigh all of your options. Mm-hmm. And, and then you get that kind of a news. What do you do? Yeah. And so... I had to go home and tell the wife, yeah. you know, I said, honey, I said, um, and she kind of knew in my voice yeah. and, and I said, it ain't good. I said, uh, I'm dying all over again. Mm. And, um, and that was a, an emotional time. I said, but we're going to do this in August. I just, I'll skip hunting season this year. Uh, I knew it was going to be a hard, hard recovery. Yeah. And, um, and she goes, are you sure that's the best idea? And I said, well, yeah. you know, and, and she knew our, our livelihood yeah. and what we, we are called <laughs> to do, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so I started praying. I said, Lord, if you want me to get this done sooner, please give me a big sign. Yeah. Like I, I need a really big one. I, I cause <laughs> I'm pretty stubborn, uh-huh. you know? And, um, so I, I just got done speaking at a wild game dinner, uh, about a week after that. And uh, I didn't remember what I preached on that night. I oh. was I was disoriented yeah. and just out of it. Uh, thankfully, the message was filmed, and I did a really good job. That's all all God. Because, <laughs> right. uh, you know, and I got through it, and, and the next, everyone knew I was off. And the next day, I, I checked my blood pressure at home, and and it was saying it was really high. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I better go to the ER. Yeah. I said, maybe this machine's off. You know, maybe it's not reading right, you know. <laughs> You're uh, always hoping for yeah, the best. Yeah, and so I drove myself to the ER. I said, I'll be back later. Yeah. And uh, Amanda knew I probably wasn't going to come back that night, mm-hmm. but I said, I'm, 
I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And I went to there, and, and my machine was off at home. Okay. Uh, it was off by like 50 points. Okay. Um, unfortunately, it was way worse when I got to the hospital than what the machine oh, at home was saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so um, they started doing blood work. Yeah, this is like emergency yeah. mode right here. And the doctors come in to me and said, Nick, your heart failure numbers have doubled in the last two weeks. You're not going to Alabama next week. Mm. We know that you got a big tournament coming up. Yeah. First one of the year. You won't make it. You're going to die. Mm. And uh, I said, all right. That's the sign I needed. Yeah. Uh, so we, I got a hold of the surgeon. I said, let's get this scheduled. Well, then I had to wait five weeks because they wanted to run all these other tests and heart casts and everything, you know, prior. They wanted to make sure they were going to open me up once and get everything done. Right, and not have to go in multiple times. And Okay. And so I had to miss the first three tournaments of the ASA season. Uh, The first two I wasn't at at all. The third one I was able to go and preach at. Yeah. Um, But it was pretty serious. Uh, So the surgery was four months ago today. Wow. Uh, It was March 30th. Okay. Um, I went in and, uh, basically they had to rebuild me. Um, they, uh, had to rewrap my aortic root. They had to clamp off the aneurysm. They had to remove my aortic valve and put in a mechanical valve and then remove part of my heart as they did that. A very, very major surgery. Yes. Um, and uh, they told me, Nick, you're going to be three days in the ICU. You're going to be 14 days in the hospital, 10 to 14 days. Yeah. And it's going to be three months before you even think about picking up a bow. Right. Um, this was four months ago. This was four months ago. I mean, this is serious surgery. This is something that you don't just typically just rebound from. No, no. Um, and I said, all right. And so I kind of knew the season was going to be a loss. Yeah. I wasn't going to be able to even, maybe during deer season i might be able to draw back a bow again type right. deal and i said all right lord you got bigger plans through this um i battled a little bit of depression uh, right. um i was fighting that because of you know I, i'm thinking am i going to make through it surgery you know i mean there's so many things wandering in your in your mind at that moment yeah. um and it wasn't until about a day before surgery that I was really struggling. I couldn't sleep at night. I was having pains nonstop. They wouldn't go away. Mm. My blood pressure, they couldn't bring it down at all. They had me on the highest dose of medication you could be on, and it still and wouldn't it come still down. still wouldn't do the job. Yep. And, uh, and I finally remembered something that an old pastor told me when he was battling cancer. He had a, a friend come up and said, well, did you thank God for the cancer? <laughs> he goes, thank him for the cancer. He goes, yeah. You know, we're to praise the Lord in all things. And I remember him saying those words to me when he was dealing with that. And that's when he did that, he was freed from the anxiety and depression that he was battling. And it just hit me. I'm like, I never thanked the Lord for my bad heart. Uh-huh. And he didn't create junk. He did. You know, this was <laughs> done on a, there's a purpose for it. Yes. And so I got down on the, on my knees in that new motor home of ours. <laughs> Because I had that as my quiet area to go to each day. Uh-huh. And I said, Lord, thank you for this heart. I said, through this, the testimony that you've given me to share with others That's right. has led so many people to you. I said, and going through this, if it leads just one, it's worth it. Yeah. And I prayed, and I was at a peace that I like <laughs> never had before. It was, it was so awesome. 
And so the next day they're wheeling me in for surgery early morning. And I had this big smile on my face. I was just, I was happy. I was like, I knew God had it. Yeah. And so I give my wife a kiss and I said, you know, honey, I'll see you in a little while. And she seen me smile and that give her reassurance. Right. right. And so she was at peace. And the surgery uh, went from, it was supposed to be about a 12 hour surgery. Most six hours later, they were done. Got done in half the time. Uh, the surgeon said everything went super smooth. He huh. came out and told my wife, it was good, you know, and everything that they had to do, but everything went really smooth. I woke up and I woke up too soon. Had There was a, there's some trials through that. Okay. I woke up with a breathing tube still in and, oh, no. and, and had to experience that, oh, uh, some misery. Yeah. Um, that night, the pain was more than I've ever felt before. Uh-huh. Um, but I, you know, I, I knew I could fight it. I knew God was going to give me the strength. And uh, the next morning, they said, Nick, do you think you can stand? Uh-huh. And I was in a lot of pain all night. I said, yeah. And I just, I did a lot of praying that night. Right. I said, Lord, you know, uh, just help me to be able to handle this. I didn't even ask him necessarily to take it away, but just give me the strength to handle it. Yes. And, uh, and so they said, can you stand up? I said, yeah, I think so. And I stood up. The moment I stood up, all that pain just left. Really? It was so amazing. It just, it, it went away. I'm like, wow. And I was shocked at how well I felt. Uh-huh. And they said, do you think you can walk a few steps? Yeah. I said, yeah. And they said, oh, how far do you think you can walk? I said, let's go for a walk. Yeah. And they wanted me to see if I could make it 10 steps. So I started walking. I said, come on. And I walked the whole entire block around all the nurses station in the hallway and all the way back. I said, well, let's keep walking. They're like, are you unassisted? Yes. The nurses come in. They're like, you don't need a walker. You don't need a cane. I was was just up walking. You just got out of heart surgery. And I'm like, wow. You know, and I I felt good. I said, I'm healed. I just knew instantly I was healed. Yeah. And that night, they're like, Nick, we're moving you to the heart wing. You're too good for ICU. So less than a day. I was supposed to be three days. Yes. I went to ICU, uh, from ICU to the heart wing, and all these nurses started coming in to uh-huh. my room. They said, we got, we got to see you. I said, what's And they said, we heard rumors about you. Uh-huh. I said, oh, yeah? <laughs> and they said, uh, yeah, a heart patient that's self-sufficient, that you can get up on your own and do all these things. I said, yeah, I can. They said, this is crazy. This is insane. I said, no, this is God. Wow. I said, see, I serve a big God. Uh-huh. I said, he loves me so much and he loves you yeah. that much too. Yeah. And he's the one that's given me the strength. He's the one that's healed my body. And every doctor, surgeon, nurse yeah. got to hear about that's Jesus. right. And I started realizing, you know, there's people on the archery circuit that need to hear about our Lord. Yes. But there's people in the hospitals that need to hear it. And so sometimes we got to go through those trials to share with who God needs to hear it at that moment. Yeah. And he, he could have used other people, but he chose to use me and allowed me to be blessed by being used. Uh-huh. And so five days later, after surgery, they let me go home from the hospital. I was supposed to be in there five over days. Yeah, over two weeks. I was supposed to be in there. Yeah. Five days. They shipped me home. I said, can I do anything? They said, you can walk. I said, OK. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I couldn't lift anything. You know, I knew I was on some restrictions. Sure. Uh, the, the surgeon comes in and goes, you're doing awesome, Nick. He goes. This is a miracle. Yeah. Don't touch that bow for at least three months. I said, whatever you say, doc, I'll listen. <laughs> now they did double reinforce me. They, okay. So okay. they not only wire meshed my chest back together, but they put titanium plates on me as well. Okay. So, Cause they knew I wanted to get back at it as soon as I could. Right. 
So uh, first day home from the hospital, I said, let's go for a walk. I'm feeling good. I'm healed. And I walk five miles that day <laughs> before the visiting nurse comes in to see me. Uh, and uh, she comes in. She, she arrives. And I go answer the door. And she goes, are you Nick? I said, yeah. She goes, you just had surgery when? I yeah. said, Thursday. Yeah. And she goes, like, five days ago Thursday? I said, yeah. yeah. She goes, you don't need a cane? I said, no. I said, I'm healed. <laughs> And so we sit down and we're talking and she goes, I think you're ready for cardiac rehab. Wow. And I said, that's awesome. I said, what will they do? And they said, yeah. well, they'll get you up walking and things. I said, yeah. like walking how much? And she goes, probably 10 minutes at first and then we'll build. I said, I did five minutes or five, five miles, miles this, mor this morning, you know? <laughs> and she goes, you did what? And I said, well, they told me I could walk. Yeah. And she goes, um, you don't need cardiac rehab. Wow. She goes, I'm signing off on you right now. Wow. And and it was just God kept blessing me over and over and over with how quick I was recovering from it all. Yeah. Five weeks later, the surgeon goes, Nick, go back to shooting. Really? I'm not going to hold you back anymore. He goes, you, you are just an absolute miracle. Five weeks after, after your chest was cut open. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are pulling a bow again. Yes. Whoa. That, now, that's just, that's the Lord right there. Absolutely. So, five weeks later, I go and compete at the first leg of the IBO Triple Crown. Okay. I podiumed second place in the National Field <laughs> Tournament, part of that. Um, I finished the 3D side of it, which is a lot harder. Yes. And uh, climbing up and down the hills and everything, pushing through it. And everyone's just like, Nick, we can't believe you're out here. Like, this is insane. I said, this is God. Yeah. And then I, I, so I took second place in all three legs of the triple crown <laughs> and I've been getting the 3d side better on my judging, you uh -huh. know, and, and I haven't been able to work as hard as I should be working, Sure, you know, um, but I've been getting out enough. And, and this weekend we hosted our fourth annual God's country outdoor ministries, uh, bullseye archery benefit shoot okay. that we do. That's become a pretty big deal in Michigan. Yeah. Uh, we had people come from Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, you know, they're kind of starting to come from all over to the shoot. Um, we made these awesome gold belt buckles up last year. Okay. That was kind of the new thing that we wanted to do is like, a have a, a really awesome price for the, the first place finisher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is my shoot. Technically we run and yeah, and, I made all these buckles up, and of course they, they cost a good amount of money. I said, uh -huh. I almost wanted to make one for myself, you know, because <laughs> right. I was like, I want yeah. one of these. I want one of these, as, yeah, as a souvenir. But you got to earn it, you know. Right. I said, that's what we did it for. Right. And so I had some of the top pros in the industry show up this weekend. Mm -hmm. We had a great turnout, yeah. and the Lord blessed me this weekend. You walked in with something just a few moments ago in the studio. I did. I don't know if, if the camera can make this out. It says, uh, God's Country Outdoor Ministries, Archery Championship. Yeah. What is, who is this for? That was for me. <laughs> I went in with a huge lead into the shoot down this weekend. Uh, wow. And it was just absolutely amazing. I couldn't miss. <laughs> and then in the shoot down. Yeah. It was 12, 12, 12. I stayed on the gas and just yeah. walked away with it. This is just a few months. Yeah. And the Lord has brought you back. And you are headed to Coleman, Alabama. Yes. To 
a, a big shoot. The biggest one of the year, the ASA Classic. Wow. And uh, so winning this kind of gives me a little bit of uh, uh, hope yeah. that maybe we can do it in the world championship That's right. uh, stage. You know, I serve a big God. Yes. And, and he can do over and above anything that you can imagine. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think about that. I, I Last time I saw you was about a year ago. Yeah. And here we are sitting in the Wonder Center uh, doing a podcast together yep. in a building that if you'd have told me a year and a half ago even existed. I didn't even know it existed, yep. right? Uh, much less that we were going to have this as a ministry center and be able to use it to to really tell people not only about God's creation, but also the gospel message itself and to have people like you come in and share your story. Um, you know, I wouldn't have believed it. And yet God has a plan through it all. Absolutely. That's how big of a God we serve. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it's been, like I said, a crazy year, yeah. but an amazing year. <laughs> when God spoke to me in January and told me it was going to be a big year with a lot of big things happening, <laughs> I did not expect right. this magnitude of things to happen and this style of things, but through it, yeah. oh man, the, the people that are coming to the Lord, it is just so overwhelming. And uh, and like I, I shared with everybody after I won that buckle, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of tears in the crowd and everybody... Mm -hmm that come up to me, I had so many pros come up and said, Nick, look at you. Mm -hmm. Like you're unstoppable right uh -huh. now. I said, I don't even feel like I'm shooting that good right now. I said, this is God, <laughs> you know, I said, sometimes uh -huh. it's better to let him shoot the bow for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not sometimes all the time. All the time. Um, I said, let him lead. Right. You know, on, on the back of every tournament shirt of mine is uh -huh. my favorite verse, Philippians 4, 13, uh -huh. you know, because it's through Christ that he gives us the strength to do these things. That's right. And uh, not of us or else we would boast. Yeah. We can't do anything without him. Absolutely. And he is sustaining this world. Even though we live in this sin cursed world, he holds it all in his hand mm. and he is working that plan. And he has something very, very special uh, in store for those of us who have put our trust in him. Absolutely. Uh, Nick, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, David, it's always a pleasure. I, I love, love you, love your family. Uh, just, just love what you do. And uh, how can we learn more? Uh, what's your website? God's country outdoor ministries.org.org. Okay. Yep. Uh, we, we look forward to keeping up with you, uh, as you continue these travels and, uh, I wish you the best of success here over the next few days and the, the big match coming up. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. And thank you for watching, uh, changing the narrative. I'm your host, David Reeves. We would like to change the narrative because we've been spoon fed this narrative of atheism. We've been spoon fed a narrative that we are accidents, star stuff, just a part of the cosmos, and yet you are wonderfully made. You have purpose through Christ, and as you see and as you hear these stories, we hope that you are inspired to go out there, share the gospel, get connected, and become a champion for the truth, the truth of Christ. We'll see you next time, and until then, keep looking up. I'm David Reeves. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. Find us on all social platforms to stay informed.